Hey, it's this year's best, customarily with Tyler, Kyle, and Brent, but this is a special installment. Those two champions will be back for the next chapter. For this affair, I have two different and distinct, exciting and exuberant co-drafters. It's this year's best with Lindsay, Anthony, and Brent. That's right, we are in the lab, cooking up some delicious draft picks for your premium pleasure. My first co-conspirator is my partner in crime. She hosts the Schlock and Awe podcast, which I have guested on many times. She is the great-great-granddaughter of former NBA legend, the human highlight reel, Dominic Wilkins, my sister from another mister, Lindsay Wilkins. How are you doing? Hey, bro. Yes, that is that is incredibly accurate. Thank you. for. I didn't, I forgot that I shared that piece of information with you. So yes. So like I said, you uh, you host Schlock and Our podcast. Do you want to give them a little rundown what that is? Oh, yeah. I um, host a podcast where I just talk to people I want to talk to about double features. Um, usually, hopefully, not always. One is more of a higher art, one lower art, though it can depend on the double. And sometimes just whatever we want to talk about. So yeah, it's, as you said, you've been on many times and that has usually been the schlock and schlock and awe and awe of doubles. And yeah, it's to get two movies that are kind of different that you think may not have any sense with each other and then they make a double. Awesome. Thank you, Lindsay. And now my second co-collaborator is a man among men. He hosts the Cult Movie Podcast, which I have guested on once and if he'll have me back, be on in the future. He is the uncle of former basketball great Bernard, the Texas Massacre King, my brother from another mother, Anthony King. How are you doing? I'm great. Benny King from uh, the Mavericks, right? Did he play for the Mavs? Uh, Bernard King. He played for yeah. the, the Knicks. He might have played, played for the Mavericks. For the, I, I remember, uh, let me go check. I, I have a stack of basketball cards in the closet over here. <laughs> let me in there real quick and, and check my Sky, what was that, Sky Hoops or whatever. Anyways, I'm good. Thanks for having me on, Brent. That's great. And uh, tell us about your podcast. Cult Movies Podcast is based off of author and film critic Danny Perry's books. I have a guest come on they choose a movie from danny's books and then we discuss that movie and then the second half of the show like Lindsay's show we kind of offer up recommendations based off of or on that movie awesome <laughs> We love talking movies. Like I said, this is uh, this year's best, and I'll kind of give a rundown of what we're doing. Uh, we are drafting the top 10 things in five categories from the year 1966, a year none of us were alive for. Uh, we will be doing facts, songs, games, slash inventions, TV shows, and movies, all from the year 1966. This is a sinuous slash flexuous draft. Uh, drafter one will get picks 10, 5, and 4. Drafter two will get picks nine, six, and three. And drafter three will get picks eight, seven, and two. For the number one pick, all three of us will give our, our choice and we will vote on which will be our collective number one. For our first category, facts, I thought we would go with ladies' choice. Lindsay, which drafter would you like to be? I'll go to the second one. So you go nine, six, and three. Nine, six, right. three. And then Anthony, I'll, I'll let you have second choice. What, what do you want to go with for that? I'll go um, 10, 5, 4. All right. So you, you'll get the first pick of the draft, technically going backwards, 10, 5, 4. And I will be the third drafter, which gets 8, 7, and 2. Now, this is facts. We This is up for grabs. It could be pretty much anything. Okay. Number 10 for fun facts. This is a kind of a shout out to a guest on my podcast, Jonathan Hertzberg, who runs the uh Blu-ray label, Fun City Editions. My number 10 fact is when Mayor John Lindsay in 1966 during an interview said, I still think it's a fun city when referring to uh, the huge transit strike that was going on. And so because Lindsay said, you know, he still thinks it's a fun city from then on, like it, that became New York's moniker for the rest of the 60s and all through the 70s and the early 80s. That it was a fun city? It, yeah, fun city. <laughs> 
I was always wondering where that came from. That yeah, that it's a it's a fun city. You can't get anywhere, but it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it sad that I've never even I don't think I've ever heard that before? Oh, really? Well, okay. So like I, I always say I wish I was born in 1950 so I could spend my 20s in 1970s New York because I mean it was disgusting and grimy <laughs> but like they were playing like j- just to be on the deuce like on 42nd street during that time period to see the movies there uh would be such a an amazing time and so like I'm obsessed with that time period and so fun city like I mean I still I refer to New York as fun city and I mean I'm in the middle of the United States so <laughs> no uh my partner's been watching the sons of sam whatever thing on netflix i've only seen the first episode but all through that when they're talking about a serial killer kept referring to new york as fun city and you're right every time they're just walking around the streets you're seeing all those scummy kind of things but then you see like the marquee and they're playing like taxi driver and you're just like going oh wouldn't i wouldn't give to see tax- taxi driver in um on 42nd street new york in 1976 <laughs> Yeah, if, oh, yeah, if you watch movies like Midnight Cowboy, mm. uh, you know, with John Voight, that is a perfect uh, portrait of what New York City, and especially Times Square, at that time period was like in the late 60s. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, that's a great pick for number 10. Um, yeah, I, I, that's so funny I, that I've never even heard of it. That's, <laughs> it seems so weird. I wonder if it's a thing that I have heard. I just, oh, it's just some, somebody said Fun City. I guess that seems weird. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that's pretty great, though. <laughs> All right, that's a great pick, Anthony. Uh, I, I, anything else to say about that, or we can move to number to Lindsay's pick at number nine. Yep, number nine. Okay, so my nine pick. Okay, yeah, we're gonna go with a bit of a bit of Australian um, uh, trivia, I guess. Um, the first conscripted Australian soldiers were sent to Vietnam in 1966. Uh, just because, yeah, this is the 66. The Vietnam Wars. I don't know if it was at its height. But it was pretty intense. And yeah, Australia was convinced to send a certain amount of soldiers, which they had to conscript like America was, um, not as many. But yeah, and so yes, this is when you sort of see Vietnam doing Vietnam stuff, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So so that was when Australia? Is that what you said? Yes. When, okay. Yep. They st- yeah, they started conscripting in 1964, but the troops actually were shipped out to Vietnam in 66. Um, there was a bit of a um, controlling from the United States government to both NZ and Australia going, guys, can you come to this thing that we've started and now we don't know how to get out of kind of thing, <laughs> which has happened multiple times. <laughs> oh, so, okay, Lindsay, you're originally from New Zealand. Yes. Uh, what is, you know, it, it seems like America is all about guns and like war and army and all that type mm. of shit. Is that like barely even a thing over in that part of the world not to yeah not no it's kind of new zealand's a huge hunting country like you can go and pretty much hunt any kind of animal that it has which is kind of limited except for like birds and you know because you uh as you already know anthony the kia is our overlord so we can't hunt them um which is a bird but no it's um australia was getting that way um but they did um but in new zealand not because those guns are really if they are really expensive, those kind of guns that Americans seem to love um, are really expensive. So it's more, I think, financial that it's not that gun crazy, <laughs> to be honest. But um, no, not to the extent that America is. Yeah, I was uh, doing, you know, the research for 1966. I, uh, I, I don't know a ton of Vietnam War stuff, uh, you know, outside of like movies. But I, I was surprised at like 
how much was going on like Vietnam like you said Lindsay was at its height Mm -hmm. uh during this time it's crazy yeah it's all these decisions were being made of just like no keeping this going keeping this going and now you're looking back and you're just like going yeah we kind of have lived lived through similar times of being in wars that you're just looking at it going okay this seems a little yeah I'm not going to get into what's happening at the moment but no there was so much going on and so many decisions being made that just kept pushing this thing forward and it kind of permeates everything in the music the pop culture everything uh, which surprised me that how much even though they weren't talking about Vietnam how much they were talking about Vietnam exactly well yeah like when I mean any type of art uh, even if the artist doesn't uh, necessarily specifically set out to create a thing commenting on like whatever worldwide activity is going on Mm. it's going to sneak its way in there because that's what's on our minds yeah. all the time it's completely it's, it's always shoved down our throat so like how can we not uh accidentally you know uh include that in whatever we're creating so yes i decided to go with the the, the heavy one for my number nine but yes i thought we would um, get vietnam in the thing just because it's it is it's 1966 and this is what is happening. Oh, well, that's a great pick. When do you, I, I, I guess I don't know my uh, history that well. When did we enter Vietnam? Do you, do you know, Anthony? <laughs> uh, I think, I mean, it was early sixties, maybe, maybe even late fifties. Yeah. Kennedy was making decisions about it. So I think it would have been late fifties, early sixties. Yep. Cause he was, he was shot in what? 62 mm. or 63? Yes. 64, I believe. Yeah. 1964. Okay. All right. So that's. <laughs> So we have a New York, we have a New York uh, thing for number ten, and then we have Australia for number nine. I'm trying. See, I, I was I was more playing. I'm also like I said, I'm playing. I talked about having a top ten if you guys had it, and I'm really not sure if I, I'm kind of moving mine around because I'm just trying to figure out what kind of way to go here. I think I might go a little bit sillier just for fun, since we're talking about '66, and we're, later on we're doing uh, uh, TV and movies. I'm gonna talk about the the Batusi was made famous by Adam West's Batman. That's what I'm going to go with a, a fun fact for 1966. <laughs> uh, the dance move? Yeah, the dance move. Okay. But the, but the, uh, the, that one there, the, the, the John Travolta going the eye yeah. kind of thing? Or just that, yeah. <laughs> ah, that, yes! <laughs> because the, the TV show started in 66 and the uh, the movie came out, the first Batman movie. Yes, I think it, it was a, we won't get into when we get into TV, but the amount of like, comic book pop culture stuff that was coming out in 1966 and just the movies just like going look at young people and they're dancing and it's insane talked about doing this year and, and coming up with i just came up with 66 i didn't i couldn't believe how much this was seemed like the start of just a whole bunch of things like 66 seems to be the year just you know music wise and tv and movie everything just started happening in 66 which is just a lucky you know well yeah it, it'll be fun working our way through these categories because it's like you said it's the start of so many things like the you know it's i mean you know the sexual revolution is is getting kicked off and and we get to witness it through pop culture which is really cool uh, that you know you have a show where you're able to talk about that through history absolutely i know and not a lot to talk about that one but uh, i know we have a lot to go through today so i'm, I'm just th- thought i'd throw a fun one out first maybe get into some serious ones maybe not I, I'm, I'm like i said i'm not sure what i'm going to do later but uh but I, I also get another pick my number 10 was uh new york city is labeled fun city is that good for me putting that down yep um Nine is Australia enters the Vietnam War, right, Lindsay? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then eight is uh, <laughs> the Batusi was made famous by Adam West Batman. <laughs> so I'm, I'm also going to go something a little weird. I'm going to go with the fact that Paul McCartney died 
and was replaced by a lookalike named Billy Shears that year. I don't know if you guys knew that. <laughs> Paul is dead. Paul is dead. Paul is dead. Yes. Yeah. No. That that was a really uh, tricky event, just because uh, they they only quietly announced it, didn't they? I mean, they did they have a press conference for that? I can't quite remember. I think I think they just said it in some of their records, just to kind of you know they didn't but they were so big that they didn't want to reveal it so they you know but obviously it came forth later on that he's been replaced and we all know that billy shears is paul mccartney now so and it's crazy because that guy's still alive and he's still you know pretending to be paul mccartney i know he even started the whole band wings i mean yeah that guy (laughs) just kept rolling with it because we all know the real paul mccartney would never start a band called wings i mean that's just so Uh, we can go back to Lindsay, which is uh, your number. Uh, is it the number six pick for me, for you, Lindsay? My number six. Um, and with that, I think we're going to move something around. Okay. Yep. This is going to be my pick. Mississippi finally decided to repeal prohibition in 1966, which surprised me. <laughs> really? I didn't even know that. Yeah. No, I was reading it. They officially repealed it. Like, I think they thought, no, we don't want, you know, we like, um, we don't want to have, we're going to be a dry state. And then finally, 1966, they realized just to, I don't know, to repeal it. And then you can, um, I think it's still state controlled alcohol in Mississippi, I think. Though I've never, I've only passed through it on a train. So um, my experience with the state is very, very limited. (laughs) Well, there's, I mean, there's still, you know, like dry counties throughout the country. And I think, I think our friend Mike Scott has, there's something weird uh, where he comes from. Like he has to go yeah. somewhere to get whiskey, right? I think he yes, he does. He keeps talking about, yeah, having to go somewhere else. Uh, then we love to go get whiskey. Yeah. Um, which sounds like such a pain. <laughs> um, yeah, just like... Wait, why, why is that? I, well, because Mike lives in Salt Lake City. And I mean, I, I don't, I have no idea what the local laws are there. But I mean, he talks about having to go to Idaho to get whiskey. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's a dry state, I think, still. I'm not 100% sure. So, Mike, if you could just uh, tell us what the actual laws are, because we, we're guessing. But, um, yeah, he does have to actually drive to another state to get whiskey. And um, I can just imagine him just, like, getting a box, just walking in and going, could you please fill those up with bottles, and then walking away. <laughs> so with prohibition, that, that just means that alcohol is illegal, correct? Yes, so it's until 1966 in Mississippi, alcohol was illegal. Something like that. Yeah, I think it either was finally taken off the books or they were slowly introducing it um, bit by bit. But I think they wanted to uh, still have control over the their alcohol and not have the gov- the federal government not have control over the alcohol. I think some, it's probably just something to do with taxes, I'm guessing. But uh, yeah, Prohibition gave us the all the great gangster movies of the of the 30s. But yeah, it's... Yeah, it was just fascinating. I was just like, going, you serious? <laughs> it was dry. And so I'm not entirely sure if they were completely dry um, or if they just finally, or they were completely dry and you had to go to Alabama or something to get, to get your whiskey or whatever the next state over is. There are nine dry cities in Utah currently. Oh, wow. That would just, I'm sorry, but uh, I couldn't, I couldn't drink my Bloody Marys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I couldn't have my whiskey either, which I just couldn't. No, the, my my wine and my whiskey are very important to me, so I could not do that. That just seems bananas to me. I I, I just watched uh, um, uh, Boardwalk Empire for because we did 2010 for for the, for this podcast a, a couple months ago, and and uh, just that whole that whole deal is just it's all just it seems ridiculous. I mean, uh, you know, trying to trying to do that only makes things worse, and obviously the same thing with the drug laws. Yep. 
pretty ridiculous. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's all very kind of ridiculous, and it's an interesting um, period of history that Mississippi decided to keep going for another 30 years. <laughs> That's weird. Now, now, am I crazy, or is now does Portland now have, a, like, is there a thing where no drugs are punishable by law? Something. Do they have a Christian? Yes, Do they have a Christiana? Oregon, I mean, not Portland, Oregon. Yeah, yes. So, some about like, I, I just saw like so many memes about like, now we can smoke crack legally. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, Finally. you know, uh, smoke your weed, but maybe not the, the crack. I don't know. That's just me. And... It's, it's decriminalized. So you won't get like, um, the hard, really harsh prison sentences, I think that's what it means, um, for just small amounts. Um, but no, my partner sort of has stories of going to, I think it's Christiania in Denmark, when that used to be just this like corner of a little bit of a city where it was almost a free-for-all. So you'd go there and you could buy pretty much anything you wanted, like mushrooms or that kind of stuff. So it kind of seems maybe Oregon's testing something out. We'll be interested to see how it goes. I mean, yeah, I mean, not getting like 20 years for having a little bit of crack, I think is probably going to be more helpful than anything else. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. And I, I mean, I just saw something on Twitter the other day about a guy had 1.5 ounces of, of marijuana. And I want to say it was, I don't remember what state it was, but he was punished to, for to life in prison. Oh, geez. Good and Lord. It was one of the middle silly States, you know, by Virginia, it was like Virginia, not Virginia, but it, it might've been Mississippi or Arkansas. One of those ones, the States like that. Mm. And the fact that in mo- a bunch of other States, it's all completely legal to smoke, whatever you want. It just seems bananas to me. If you cross over a state line in, in the same country, how the, the fact that that's going on is just, per, it's preposterous. So we have uh, Mississippi repeals prohibition at number six, Anthony, you have two picks in a row. Your, your last two, you know, picks for yourself are oh. five and four. Let's see. I'm going to go one heavy and one not so heavy. Uh, number five, I'm going to say I'm going to, uh, about the Watts riots that broke out in, in Los Angeles. 1966, there were race riots all over the country. Uh, you know, Cleveland, uh, St. Louis. I mean, they were everywhere, all over the country. Chicago, there's a big one. Uh, Martin Luther King went to Chicago. But the Watts riots was sort of like the, you know, uh, the first big um you know citywide really uh horrific uh riot uh where i think it started with somebody you know uh, somebody getting clipped with a, a brick and then it just breaks out um the movie dark blue directed by ron shelton with uh kurt russell talks about uh the watts riots which is how i first learned about it and then end up reading reading about it uh but that is going to be number five uh, did you guys read anything about the Watts riots? I had it on my list. I, I read a little bit about it. Um, I can't remember that because I, I did the list. <laughs> I was hoping one of you guys had it because that was a huge thing. But there was a movie uh, this year, and I will go into that. Well, maybe I don't want to go into that because I'll save it for the movies. But uh, Black Klansman. But I, I know, Anthony, you saw it. I don't know if you ended up seeing that, Lindsay, or not. I yeah. haven't yet, no. Yeah, okay. So anyway, but that, I know that was the same year, and that, that, that is a crazy... Uh, I don't know if it has to do with the riots or anything, but it's, uh, you know, crazy race relations in that movie, but we'll talk, maybe we'll talk about it in the movie uh, part, but uh, yeah, did you, were you familiar with that at all, uh, Lindsay? No, I completely missed this one. Um, I don't know how I did, because um, I was just looking at, at it when um, Anthony was talking about it. No, that looks absolutely crazy, and it, again, it makes 
since for 1966 where there was just so many things um happening like vietnam uh civil rights movements um all these kind of things that kind of is bought you it's kind of it was rich obviously reaching a boiling point of so many things happening and so many things just not getting done which again would america's just gone through this yet again and um so yeah no i completely missed and i need, still need to see dark blue as well and black Klansman. you know uh <laughs> I, we were all alive for the 1992 riots in LA, uh, but I just remember like that. I was 10 years old at that time, and I remember watching. I mean, everything surrounding it, Rodney King, you know, even the OJ stuff. Everything was kind of happening, but it, it all seemed kind of centralized to that one location, you know, in Los Angeles. Uh, but in 1966, there was so much, you know, the civil rights movement is about to uh, go into action. And there's just so much happening, like I said, all over the country, uh, it would be impossible not to feel that. Whereas like I felt completely safe in 1992, sitting in my living room, uh, watching all this stuff unfold on TV. Even the, the Black Lives Movement uh, stuff as well. I mean, we it's, it's one of the things I, it was kind of closer here because, you know, it was for me, I live in Wisconsin and about three hours from Minneapolis. Um, I was born there and just seeing that even though it was, it was going on, it, it still, I still felt pretty safe being in my pretty white town three hours away. So it's pretty, but I knew, I knew people that were there and that lived there and it's, it's, it's a crazy thing. And it's, it's just, it's it's pretty maddening the stuff that goes on. Oh yeah. no, uh, yeah, the Black Lives uh, Matter movement even sparked a few things in Australia, which was fantastic. But it's just kind of even as a kid watching it in um or oh, yeah the LA riots and all that kind of thing. It I didn't realize it was just a small part of LA. I thought the whole town just as a t- ten eleven year old, um thinking the whole town suddenly exploded and yeah. not and not completely understanding why as a white suburban New Zealand kid having to sort of you know read up on history and um then look at sort of around yourself it was it was insane to watch and kind of a weird thing so yeah looking at the Watts riots especially at that time when it's a powder keg that yeah it just would have been an insane time to live in because you've just got everything coming at you at once and people is um it kind of feels like people are sort of starting to not really because I think these issues have always been there and to sort of say this was new but a lot of people probably had to trying to make informed decisions very, very quickly, um, probably like now, that you're just trying to um, decide how you feel about something because it's happening right in front of you, not on your TV, watching it from another country or something. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah, I think this year in 2020 was probably the closest in in our lifetimes, the three of us in our Mm -hmm. lifetime, where we felt anything like uh, the late 60s, uh, with, I mean, protests bro- breaking out mm. all over the country. And like here in, in where I'm from in Omaha, you know, we had, uh, you know, murders. We had a white guy end up killing a black kid. And I mean, tons of stuff, protests, uh, you know, every day. And, you know, it was it was pretty uh, scary some nights because you could hear from, you know, my wife and I could walk out on our porch and again, you know, we're in a predominantly white neighborhood. So granted, we're as safe as safe gets, but we could still walk out on our porch and hear, you know, stuff going on. We could see smoke, uh, you know, from little fires breaking out. Uh, so, I mean, you know, it was scary, but, uh, you know, it was one of those kind of necessary things, just like in 1966, that 
it's it's uh really sad it's terrifying but you know it's it's absolutely necessary yeah absolutely and and okay before you I, and wait, before you get into four are you going that what you're going to do next yeah go go for it Brent. I, I wanted to lighten it up a little bit because i just yeah. watched alone alone in the dark and they lost electricity for like just a couple hours and the whole town went crazy so you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Well, yeah, like last summer, we were we were sitting out on our porch, kind of listening to the chanting, and uh, Martin Landau came up to the porch and just set something on fire in front of us. So, <laughs> and a guy in a hockey mask just slashes guy with a, a weed or what is it, a hoe or what does he use a weed? I don't know, man. That movie is. Yeah, but he, but Lisa Martin Landau, he does actually engage in conversation while he's actually you know sitting your house on. So you know you do get something out of it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> What a great movie. God, I love it. Oh, love Alone in the Dark so much. It's almost impossible to get. I had to buy it on this this back alley DVD. So Oh yeah, I've got a back I've got a back alley DVD as well. Yeah, I I've I've watched uh, the shitty rip on YouTube several times. It's just mm. a really crappy VHS rip, but you know. It, oh, that's my DVD. Yeah. If, yeah, if that's how it's gonna be seen for now, then whatever. But mm. give us give us that pristine Blu-ray. Oh, it would look so good in a pristine blue. Oh, yeah, okay. Sorry, another little sidetrack here. But uh, yeah. a few years ago, uh, we have an Alamo draft house here in town. My friend Derek runs the draft house and programs it. And he brought in a oh, brain fart. What's the director's name? Jack Shoulder? The Alone in the Dark? Or? Yes, Alone yes. Dark? Yeah. yeah, Jack Shoulder. Um, for Alone in the Dark and The Hidden and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 for a triple Two. feature. Oh, that is an nice. amazing triple. I would yeah. love to see so, that. Um, okay, I'm going to move on to number four, staying lighter here. During an interview with a magazine in London, oh, uh, with the London Evening Standard, John Lennon says, we're more popular than Jesus now. And uh, I've always heard that about the Beatles, uh, but I didn't know you know, the kind of facts around it. It turns out it happened in 1966. And of course, uh, you know, a couple months later, he has to backtrack and say whatever he said. He said, well, this is not completely true. Let's be honest. The Beatles are bigger than Jesus, right? Yeah. yeah. No, I always <laughs> thought they were. That's. I thought he was just saying as a stated fact that yes, the Beatles were more popular than Jesus, and because they kind of were. <laughs> yeah, totally. still, are. still are. I don't remember. I don't remember in '66 Jesus doing a concert where people were screaming so loud you couldn't even hear them singing. So they just stopped hit- playing their instruments. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember how. Well, yeah, it's, uh, either. And yeah. yeah, that was you know. That was a huge year for the Beatles. We'll get into it with the music, I'm sure. Uh, but I mean, the the Paul McCartney thing, we're bigger <laughs> than Jesus. And then they played their last touring show at Candlestick Park in the United States. Uh, like a huge year for the Beatles. And I, I didn't realize like it was so, you know, I always imagine the Beatles like breaking up in the late 70s or whatever. But no, this is like, this is near the end of the Beatles in the late 60s. No, when you actually realize the time chunk of when the Beatles actually did their first album to their last rooftop, whatever, it's less than 10 years. I mean, I know they got together in about 1960s, but they still had their whole like German Hamburg thousand hours, whatever, to become geniuses. Then they start putting out albums. Then they start just, no, it is absolutely huge. And to sort of say that is... Their albums, I mean, music in 66, as we'll get into, is insane. And that's the list I'm actually most nervous about um, than any of the other. In This is like movies and TV, which were insane. But music is the one where I'm like going, oh, no. Um, and But the Beatles were the soundtrack to the 60s almost um, with everything. And they weren't even that political. Well, well, John Lennon, I'm not going to touch that with 
Thanks, Dick. But um, it's, yeah, it's just, yeah, it was huge. They were everywhere. They were the band. And um, so, yeah, they were more popular or bigger than Jesus in 1966. All right. So that means it is to you, Lindsay. Yeah, you're, that's your pick at number three. Okay. I'm not going to go with my actual number two because I've been doing all the serious ones. You know what? I'm going to piggyback off um, uh, Anthony's one and go for a time cover from 1966. Asks, if God is dead with no picture, um, there was a couple of um, time being um, a grumpy puss, much like what we think the baby boomers are now. But um, yeah, no, the 66, they, with everything happening, they actually had a cover going, asking if, if God is dead. If this is a year where the riots, Vietnam, um, you know, the, the sexual revolution starting to kick off everything, you know, violence in movies, um, the Beatles, um rock and roll um i don't know but yes the, you had the um the older generation wondering if, if god was actually even a, a thing so this, so they thought well god just he had enough and he just couldn't take it anymore his heart went out <laughs> and he was he just finally took pretty much he had a heart attack yeah he actually yeah officially he officially had a heart attack and went i'm out you guys are on your own and that was in 1966 so it was a pretty god, good decision god. <laughs> Could you imagine? Jesus. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And you just get like, dad, oh, what? Not, not you, son. Not you, son. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's like the, uh, um, it's like the monarchy in, uh, in England. So God dies and now it's Jesus is king, mm. right? Is that, mm. is that how it works? And then, when, is. Elizabeth is yes. King. And then, yeah. Elizabeth, and then <laughs> Jesus dies. Who, who's, who's his son? And, uh, I think the it goes Holy to Ghost. the Secretary of State. Secretary of State. <laughs> <laughs> It's like an, uh, yeah, like, uh, oh, what do you call that in the United States government? Like, if the president dies, the vice president, if the vice president dies, it's the House Speaker yeah, chain of command. Whatever. <laughs> chain of command, something like that. Oh, yes, I learned that. I learned that from the West Wing when John uh, Goodman was in charge of the country for like 30 minutes once. <laughs> there was a joke that I, I, saw, I heard on some podcasts like, how far, how many people had to die before Kiefer Sutherland was president of the United States? Like, <laughs> Not, not the actor in Twenty Four, but the or not, yeah, not his character, but the actual actor in, <laughs> in, in Kiefer Sutherland. How many was it? Actual president, President yeah. Sutherland. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, there, President Sutherland. Oh, if there's if there's what two hundred and seventy million people in uh, how many people are in America? So one hundred and thirty million maybe die before Kiefer takes over. I mean, <laughs> you gotta. I would imagine Kiefer's a little higher than that, right? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the what the what the line is for him that gets to him, but uh, <laughs> who knows? Somebody call up Joe. Yes. Joe, <laughs> Biden. How do we get Kiefer? What's what's the? How do we get? Is he right after Harris or is he a little bit after? <laughs> yeah, it goes Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Kiefer Sutherland. Yes. Yeah. And what? And does Donald have anything to say about it? Or he's still alive, right? No. I mean, he's not. He's like he's not on Twitter. Twitter. So unfortunately, we'll never know. <laughs> yes. Doesn't have enough followers on Twitter to be. <laughs> oh God, that whole press thing he released after he says, "No, remember me? I created the vaccine." It's like, no, shush. No one wants to hear from you anymore. Please go away. <laughs> So, so is that the God is dead thing? Is that like, you know, they've killed Christmas? That's the same kind of thing where... Pretty much, yeah. This is yeah. what the um, conservatives were. Uh, was there um, the, the the left is killing uh, Christmas now because the, because they've already killed God. So, 
So that that uh, issue came out the week of April 8th, 1966. Yeah. Uh, so pretty early in the year, you know, the right had an entire year to bitch about this. Yeah, you know, they really yeah. did. They, 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 they would have loved it. <laughs> Sorry, we're turning this uh, political for your podcast, Brent. Didn't mean to do that. <laughs> yes. So to be fair, 66 was a... <laughs> 66 was a very political year i it mean really was. It was, yeah my mom was just like going oh this happened this happened gee i mean time even announced their man of the year as the baby boomer i mean how um passive aggressive can you get <laughs> <laughs> and when did we start taking time magazine for the like oh well time magazine says it so i mean it's got to be true i mean whatever like why do we care about time magazine Time magazine outside of America consider, is considered kind of was one of those, oh, big things. Like if, if something, I don't know, no one read it outside of America, I don't think, but it was always one of those kind of reference points when I was a kid of like, oh, if Time magazine, that was, yeah, I don't know. It was this weird kind of perception thing, I think. You know, I, <laughs> I just remember in, in my grandma's house, she got Time uh, every week and people? she would, she of course, people? get the daily newspaper. No, it was Time, no the newspaper and National Geographic. So National oh, Geographic was like the big one. And so I, I still turn to Nat, Nat Geo for my news. I like Nat, Nat Geo. NatGeo.org. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> All right. So, so God is dead now that we know, we, yes. we've, we've learned that God is dead on uh, Time Magazine. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that leaves my, the last official pick for that leaves to me, correct? For number two. Yes. Yes. Number two. Okay. So you are, I'll kind of give it up my, so you picked my number two, uh, Anthony at four, which was John Lennon. Uh, so I, I'm going to go, I have a couple since I'm going to put in here. I'm not sure. I think my number one is really weird. And I don't think, cause we're all going to vote for who's, mm. do you guys know okay. what you guys are going to pick for number? Okay. But I'm so, and I don't know which, I'm a, which movie this is for, but I, and I forgot, but do you, if you guys can remember, you can help me. Cause I just thought this was so funny. Uh, Christopher Lee refused to say his lines in Dracula because they were so appalling. Oh, that rumor. Yes. Um, yes. This would have been for Dracula Rises Again, isn't it? Yeah. So or Rises from he, the Grave. Yeah. So did he just not say any words in that movie? There's conge- <laughs> no, he doesn't. Um, there's conjecture. There's um, one rumor that says that he hated the script so much and hated the fact that he was doing Dracula because um, he didn't want to be known as Dracula, but he was known as Dracula. And so he refused to say his lines. There's another one that sort of says the first draft had him saying lines, but then they rewrote it because they thought he would be more scary if he didn't say lines. So um, there's a little bit of to and forth of whether what actually happened, but no, he does not say, I don't know, he doesn't say a word. That's the one with the um, murder carriage. Um, No, he does not say any lines in that movie. And it's Dracula, Prince of Darkness. Prince of Darkness, that's it. Rises from the Grave of 68, 67 or 68. I'm getting my um, Dracula movies confused. Where's Daniel when you need him? Exactly. Yeah, he would know he, this. He would yeah. So um, I, I just thought, I, but I, I, what I read and I think I, he did an interview saying that that's, that is true, that he just, he wouldn't say the line. So that's why they rewrote it. So he didn't say the line. Well, yeah. It, yeah. I mean, on IMDb, it says Sir Christopher Lee found the uh, character of the lines awful. So he chose to play it silently. And then the screenwriter said, no, 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 no. I didn't write any dialogue for Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> so sure, yeah. So I believe Christopher Lee. I don't believe. I don't oh believe yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, totally Christopher Lee. Um, yeah, because he, 
he didn't hate Dracula, but he kept getting annoyed and uh, Hammer had to keep either blackmailing him or cajoling him or promising him more money to keep coming back to play Dracula. I think at one point they did say, look, if you don't come and play Dracula, we're going to have to fire all these people because we just aren't going to have the money to keep production up. And so he was like, okay, fine. So these people can keep their jobs. I will come back and play Dracula. But it was always like a... um, dragging the poor man on set and putting on the cape <laughs> he, he says wait i have to do uh, a 12th fu manchu movie though <laughs> yes <laughs> yes this is true he christopher lee bless him i love him but he did like to play people of different ethnicities oh, i i remember watching the like the tongs of mystery or something like that it's about the <laughs> you know in, it's in that hammer box that that middle creek mm. put out and this this tall, skinny um, Chinese guy walks on screen, and I was like, "Oh man, that's really uh, oh my God, is that Christopher Lee?" And I, it, sure enough, it was with the uh, you know he had eye caps in, and oh no, I was like, "Oh my God, this is horrifically offensive." He did that a lot. Like he, um, one of the roles he was most proud of. And I say this as I love Christopher Lee to death. Yeah. I mean, I will watch any movie he's in. I have watched nearly every single, except for the Fu Manchu ones. But he did play um, one of the most proudest roles because he apparently is very good and I haven't seen it yet. Is he's playing one of the first Pakistani um, prime ministers. Um, so it's it's unfortunately him in probably brownface playing a Pakistani and I hate to think what I'd hope he doesn't do the accent I really do, do but I really hope he doesn't um but yeah he, he had that was a thing the British did aid a lot but Christopher Lee seems to do it quite a bit in his, <laughs> his career <laughs> it's his thing well, man yeah I, I looked at he said it, it, he appeared in at least 139 movies he did <laughs> So, that man worked. Yeah, I think he has 180 or something, 190 credit total credits for well, TV shows. Yeah, up until his death. I mean, the guy worked his ass off. Mm. I mean, he was in the yeah, Lord he, of the Ring movies and the Disney Yeah, he Star wanted Wars. he wanted to be yeah, he yeah. wanted to be he was actually pitching to be Gandalf because he didn't want to be a villain. And there's this really sweet story of Ian McKellen sort of coming on and saying, No, no, I'm I'm in a Christopher Lee movie. This is great. So um no, the man just was a workhorse. He yeah. <laughs> for real. So that leaves our number one. Now I figured again that, so I, we can kind of, like I said, play, do it however we want to do it. But I say, Lindsay kind of gives her number one, then Anthony, you give mm-hmm. yours and then I'll give mine and we all vote for someone else's and we can kind of just together, we can come up with a consensus number one. Is that cool? Okay. Yep. yep. All right, Lindsay. So what, okay. what, do, you, what so, do you have for number uh, one? The, my number one is the cultural revolution was launched, launched in China. Uh, that's my, that's my number one. <laughs> Going back to heavy political. Mao Zedong, yes. With his little red book, launched the Cultural Revolution or um, basically getting rid of people he did not like, depending on how you look at it and who you ask. (laughs) Yeah, it was the literal purge. It was a purge, yes. And that that was what country? That was, is that China? China. China. That's interesting. Yeah. My number, I'll give my number one in a little bit. It's not quite the same, but it's very, very interesting (laughs) that you picked China. Okay. I like that one. Yeah. Okay. Well, boy, I feel bad. Uh, so I had that as my number six. Uh-huh. I'm still sticking with my number one. Yeah. My number one is Walt, Walt Disney dies on December 15th. Oh, that was actually my number 10. Oh, was it your number 10? <laughs> <laughs> it's, what's funny well, at, least, at least it made the list. 
it made yeah. the list. It's very important. Um, yeah, um, it was hugely important. I wasn't sure if I was going to include deaths and births or anything like that, so I kind of went down the bottom. But no, well, Disney dying was huge. It was the end of an era. Um, Disney yeah. didn't really recover until um, Frankin' Little Mermaid, which is 40 years down the track. It's it's huge. Yeah, he... And defined animation. <laughs> and I was going to yeah, say he... it. Go ahead. No, Go ahead. Uh, he, you know, he makes his last television appearance where he kind of announces the plans for Epcot. Mm. Uh, and then what, a month or two later, he's dead or yeah, he, that was in October and then he dies uh, in December and great, you know, I, uh, he, he was uh, older. Um, but I mean, the man is like one of the most, obviously most influential people in world history and so, you know, uh, what he did and what he created, his legacy is huge. I mean, just yeah. it's, you know, it's you can't define uh, what he meant to the world. And, uh, you know, people die, sure. But like this, you know, this was a big one. Yeah. And what's, what's kind of funny about Walt Disney itself, and if you think of uh, Marvel as well, there's both two, two things that are nearly dead. And they come back and now both of them, Disney taking over in Marvel and now they rule the world really. So um, it, it just proves that it, if, you're, if you're not completely out, gone, you can come back and, and own everything. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. Our overlords were Disney. No, it, it's fascinating because he was one of the most influential people in, in, the, mm. in the world and especially in the 20th century, what he yeah. created, what he defined. And then, yeah, you can kind of see almost straight away, especially when you get into this, the 70s outputs. I think Roy took over very, very soon. Or he was definitely in the 70s, yep. making every single wrong decision you could make. Yeah. And you can just start to see the animation just get less and less and less. Um, in, not in that sort of textured way, it's just looser and kind of more sketchy. And then you even watch The Little Mermaid, which was kind of their wave sort of back up. And it's still grabby animation. I was kind of surprised because I always remembered it being this lush movie. And then I'm watching it going, oh, they did not have much money when they were making this, did they? And they didn't because they were pretty much almost bankrupt. It was kind of like the last Hail Mary of, is the animation studio even going to stay open? Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't until like Eisner, Michael Eisner took over mm. it. Whenever that was, he kind of resuscitated it and, you know, took it to unbelievable yeah. points. Uh, and then, and then I think Iger, you know, just kind of blew it up, marrying yeah. with Marvel and, and mm. Luke Enterprises and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, I mean, even just the trajectory of the company is really interesting. It's uh, on on Disney Plus. You can watch that um, that miniseries, The Imagineering Story, which I've watched three times now, uh, all the way through. is so fascinating, and it's it's you know the people they interview are really great. But it, you know, it's just. It just really made me, and that's why I put Walt Disney dying uh, as my number one, because, you know, having watched this so many times, you know, just the impact he had on so many lives is, is crazy. I, it is. I, most of my pop culture is defined by the Disney I watched as a kid. I was a huge Disney kid. Like, um, I still remember going to see all the awful 80s ones like Oliver and Company and um, I think even the Rescuers um, or even ones they brought back like the Aristocats. Um, my first memory is seeing Snow White um, back in 1931. No, 1934, whatever that was. I'm that old. No. You look so, good. You know, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, it is just such a defining thing about how I used to think storytelling worked was how Walt Disney and to sort of read those original fairy tales and realize how dark they were and what I actually was saying was kind of, yeah, it defined how I thought storytelling worked for so long because I was brought up on um, Alice in Wonderland, Lady and the Tramp and Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, I, and I mentioned Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland uh, didn't, it didn't even do very well when it first came out. Uh, A lot of them didn't actually. I don't yeah. think even Bambi did that well. Everyone, mm-hmm. I mean, that movie's hard to watch just because you're like, why would you kill his mother? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, and, and people didn't <laughs> like it because, yeah. And people, a lot of people back then didn't like Bambi because they thought it was an anti-hunting movie. And oh, they- well, got Good. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It's like, how dare you make this little sad, cute deer upset? And um, then everyone went, I, I'm going to go hunt. Yeah. No, it was. Um, yeah. A lot of his movies, Sleeping Beauty didn't do that well. Fantasia completely bombed and it was the most, one of the most experimental movies of the forties. So it's. Um, so yeah, I, I went with, for my number one, I went with something from Asia as well, but I, cause it was the, the craziest stat that I had seen. In, in all the research for this and it was i don't know if you guys even saw this though in in japan 66 was an un- unlucky year so many many families aborted their babies so they wouldn't be born in 1966 what? okay <laughs> what uh do you have a number uh, no, I didn't. I, it, that's the, I, I should look at how many, like, I don't think, I don't know. How many abortions were there, Brent? How many abortions? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I might put it on a list if I, uh, if I, that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't, go, don't Google that. <laughs> no, you're going to so, get into uh, some very, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is so, so tough for me. Cause I, cause I, you know, probably if, you know, if you're thinking about that, you know, what's number one, who, who it's, it's for this, they're just facts, who cares what's number one. But um, I just thought that was such a crazy thing that, that people even throughout time that numbers mean so much to people. If you guys have seen the movie number 23, you know, Jim Carrey was very interested in, in numbers, but uh, um, <laughs> you guys Oh, no, movie? there's this great documentary called, oh, I can't remember. It's narrated by Russell Crowe, people. It's um, I think it's called the Red Bubble. It's about China's latest. Uh, there was this big wine bubble in the mid two thousands. Uh, China started buying up all the wine and created this kind of um, boom in specific wines, but they only liked specific years. And even apparently watching Hong Kong um, movies, you could always tell the bad guy because they were drinking a very specific year of Bordeaux um, because of the number. I can't remember which one, and I'm going off the top of my head, so this sounds yeah. like nonsense. Um, but it's a really fascinating documentary on um, China and wine and this kind of bubble of like whole cases were being sold for like millions of dollars um, because of a certain year was going to be a good year. And so, no, it's amazing how it's fascinating how Asia um, thinks of, of numbers. And that's not even getting into the whole shining thing. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, so anyway, that, that's that's a crazy thing. So, I, yeah, I thought it was weird. Um, so how do you guys want to decide? what would you guys vote for if you can't vote for your own <laughs> what should we collectively decide which one is number one i mean do we say them out loud do you want me to put it in a chat or um i'm pointing i'm pointing to my choice on the screen is you that, can't is see. that Lindsay's? <laughs> <laughs> i was actually going to vote for where i'm pointing um yeah i was going to go for anthony's <laughs> i'm going with right. Lindsay. okay so that me that me that lets me decide <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I. Sorry, uh, Lindsay. I think I am gonna go with 
with uh, Walt Disney. I also I voted the, for Disney, so yeah. Mm. But Mao Zedong, that that was on my list as well, so I I, I could have voted over that. But I just think that is, and uh, what's funny about that is I had a I had another li- list of two things that I was going to say at the end of people that died and people that were born this year. Just I had a list of a couple here and there, but definitely Walt Walt Disney was was number one on that list. So um, I it is a crazy, you know, and I I think it was almost at the height of his popularity personally, right? I think that's something I read as well. Is that was that a thing that they said? I can't remember. Did you read that? Well, he was on TV quite a bit in the 50s and 60s. So yeah, I can imagine that being the case because everyone would have known who he was. And and the fact that that just right now, Disney, like I said, rules the world. So I'm okay. I'm okay with either one of those, but I think I will go with, uh, we'll go with the Walt Disney. Oh, we have, um, we have a stadium that is now named, uh, well, it is called the Marvel Stadium. (laughs) Disney (laughs) gave us money and now it's called Marvel. (laughs) Boo. I, mean, I know. I, I was so annoyed. Whatever. Why are you calling the stadium Marvel? <laughs> Just stop it. I mean, at least it's not like, you know, uh, you know, Avengers Stadium or whatever. Uh, Iron Man Stadium. You know, you guys know how I feel about superhero movies. Anyway. Yes. Yes. We do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, it's it's. I was just on uh, on Matt's podcast uh, on Film Feast uh, a little while ago, and we were talking about that. How even though we enjoy those movies, that doesn't mean that we think they should keep doing what they're doing. So uh, I'm okay with <laughs> no. with any bashing. Of if they, it's, it's totally fine. Oh no! If if Marvel decided not to make any more movies, I would be fine. I'd be like, oh, good, I can go to the movies to see other things. I don't have to. Um, yeah, I don't have to go with my partner to see every single new Marvel movie that, that comes out. Um, I still don't have to, um, but it'd yeah. be just kind of, I wouldn't bat an eyelid. I wouldn't get upset of like, oh no, I'm not going to get another Guardians movie, <laughs> even though I enjoy those movies. But yeah, if Marvel said, nope, we're done, all good, it'd be fine. Yeah, I I think it peaked. Uh, Endgame is one of my favorite movies. So I, I'm like, if they would have ended it right there and said, boom, we're done. I'm like, good. That was it. We don't need any more. That, that whole little saga is over with. Perfect. Let's just move on and do other things. So mm. it's, it's fine. I'll still watch them. But I, I'm like, like I said, if it, if it ended, I'd be totally cool with it. Mm. And then just like, can we start talking about Marvel? <laughs> can you see the vein coming out in my forehead? Uh, I can. I can. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's funny. I, yeah, we we can stop talking about it. But I I I don't. I'm not a comic book person. I I don't. It just for some reason those wrap me up. And I, I just that whole thing that be able to tell that story. So that was it's it's fine. We, we can we can move on. But uh, yeah. So I I think that, should I read off the list? Read off our ten. Yes. Uh, yes. And and then we'll go through our personal tens. And I, I have a couple other ones I kind of just want to mention afterwards. But uh, mm. so number ten was New York is labeled fun city. Uh, number nine is Australia enters the, enters the Vietnam War. Uh, number eight, the Batusi was made famous by Adam West. Number seven, Paul McCartney died and was was replaced by a lookalike named Billy Shears. <laughs> uh, six was Mississippi repeals prohibition. Uh, number five was the Watts riots. Number four was John Lennon and said Beatles were bigger than Jesus. Uh, number three is God is Dead on uh, Time Magazine. And number two is Christopher Lee refused to say his lines in Dracula because the lines were so appalling. And number one was Walt Disney died. I think that's a pretty good list. What do you guys think? Agree. Agree. Yeah. Yes, very good list. All right. So, Lindsay, do you want a quick rundown what your top ten were? Okay, mine might be a bit confused because I did swap things out and all that kind of thing. But uh, sure. my number ten was Walt Disney and Montgomery Gomery. Ah, screwing up that poor man's name. Died Clift. in both in 1966. Yes, Clift. Um, 
the uh, wine number 10, um, the Viet uh, Australians was going to Vietnam. Uh, number eight was um, uh, the Swinging English Radio, uh, which was one of the f- uh, top 40, bigger top 40 pirate radio yep. ships launches and broadcasting. Cool. Um, the final episode of the Flintstones was actually in 1966, oh, cool. um, which kind of begins to sort of one era ending, one era that so another era can begin. Um, yeah, Mississippi um, ending prohibition. Um, the Times uh, Man of the Year, Baby Boomer, then Time Cover is Gas of God is Dead. Uh, I think I'm doing more than 10. Um, whoops. Um, then John Lennon proclaims the Beatles more popular than Jesus. Uh, actually, my number two was the Miranda Law finally came into uh, national oh. law in 1966. Yep, you have the right to remain silent. And then, of course, the Cultural Revolution. Very good. Uh, Anthony, what do you got? Okay, number 10, Fun City. Number nine, first reports of the Mothman from West Virginia, Point Pleasant, West Ooh. Virginia. Ooh, I didn't even get that one. That's cool. Yeah, n- number eight, Anton LaVey forms the Church of Satan in San Francisco. Ah, uh, my people. Yeah. <laughs> Hail, Hail Satan. Uh, yes, Hail Satan. <laughs> Hail Satan. Uh, number seven, uh, the Luna 9 is the first unmanned spacecraft to land on the moon. Uh, mm-hmm. Luna 9 from the Soviet uh, Republic. Uh, number six, Cultural Revolution. Number five, Watts Riots. Number four, Bigger Than Jesus. Number three, uh, Charles Whitman climbs the tower at the University of Texas, Austin, and, and uh, snipes down 14 people and wounds 32. Uh, number two was Miranda, and number one, Walt Disney. Very good. Yeah. All right. Yeah, those are great. Um, was that the God Told Me To? Was that the same? Was that the reason that movie? Was that about that? Uh, you know, that I don't know. I don't know. Okay, yeah. But I, I will say, if, if you haven't seen the documentary The Tower, uh, which is a really interesting way they did it, they rotoscoped it, uh, so it's really cool animation, but it's still a documentary. Uh, it tells the story of that day and it's really intense it's really touching and and the ending will squeeze your heart and you'll, you'll start crying it's great i love it nice no that right, is on so, my cue to watch because i've heard it is amazing that documentary very cool definitely all right uh so mine i'll go my number 10 was alan astle's tiddlywinked ten thousand tiddlywinks in just three hours 51 minutes and 41 seconds he caught, <laughs> he, he, he caught ten thousand tiddlywinks he did ten thousand in three right, hours fifty one. Yeah. Yeah, I did the drop the ball, and I mean that's completely insane wait, to me that you could. Do wait, that. is that Jack's Tiddlywinks is where you have the two like plastic coins and you flip them? So that's what he did. That's what that is. I, I didn't even. Look. I just thought <laughs> that was a crazy. Whatever. Somebody, somebody I just want to say Tiddlywinks. And some, somebody doing something ten thousand times in three hours. That just, I, I just boggled that's, my yeah. mind. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. Probably just yeah. Your thumb is gonna be sore after that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then uh, my number nine was the Batusi was made famous by Adam uh, West. Uh, my eight was Watts Riots was in there. Um, this was an interesting one that I'm kind of sad we didn't make. This FIFA World Cup trophy was stolen. It was found seven days later by a mongrel dog named Pickles. <laughs> I, thought was, was I, I didn't read about the dog. I read about, are you serious about the dog? Yeah. It's a good dog. It's a good boy Pickles. right there. It's a good Pickles boy. Good boy, Pickles. Oh, good Pickles. What is that in your mouth, Pickles? Oh, it's, oh, it's my FIFA World Cup. <laughs> is it? <laughs> 
<laughs> but in your mouth, it's the FIFA World Cup. <laughs> oh, so good, P- pickles. All right. Uh, so I for this one's for you, Lindsay. I had number six was the Australian dollar was introduced. Yes, it was. Yes, Is we finally okay? went. Uh, yeah, Australia went from pounds to dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And then I had for number number five, Jeremiah Denton blinked T O R T U R E to communicate they were being tortured. Did you guys read about that one? No. No. Tortured. It was on a, you're gonna make me look this up now, aren't you? Um, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I couldn't remember. It's funny. I had made these up, and I was gonna look them up before, and I forgot to do that because I didn't. I didn't put it in there. But he was. It was on a, a news broadcast, and he was. He's supposed to read off this thing and i cannot remember what um for it was an american i believe and then he he blinked in morse code torture so they oh. know that he was actually being tortured i don't know if anybody while i'm going on you guys yeah. can look at what, do you have something yeah. Anthony? Uh, no I'll, I'll look it up jeremiah what denton denton okay yeah go keep going with your list okay so number four i had uh, I, lo- I thought this was interesting newsday's mike mcgrady wrote an intentionally bad novel with no plot and and many sex scenes just to prove that people will read anything doesn't you know, people have no taste and so he, he came out with this thing just to just write a terrible book uh, he said he did it on purpose um which i thought was that's what they all fun. say <laughs> yeah oh I, I yeah i just bad i just didn't i said terrible yeah. um and then number three was christopher lee refused to say his lines in dracula um and number two i had john lennon uh said the beatles were bigger than jesus uh and number one was the in japan 66 was unlucky so many families aborted their babies Anyway, yeah, yeah, uh, Denton, yeah, he was a POW in North Vietnam, sent a yeah, distress message. Interesting. And he blinked it. It was on blinked TV it, and he, yeah. Because, yeah, uh, yeah, man, he just kept blinking T O T or T O R T U R E. Not to give away uh, the movie Parasite, but the guy wrote a whole story in, in Morse code in, in that movie. <laughs> you guys have seen that. True. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he did. Yes. <laughs> That's a great movie, but that part was like, what? <laughs> What? <laughs> uh, oh, that's funny. No, you're just gonna be their neighbors. Is like, why is the lights constantly just going off? And what what is happening over that house? <laughs> I know. This somebody fix their electricity. Someone tell what's going on. Um, you guys, <laughs> I had a couple other things I just want to mention before we we kind of quit this part. I had uh, uh, Burger King slogan "Have it your way" came out that year. Bobby Gibb was the first woman to run in the Boston Marathon. Hundred percent of New Yorkers over sixty pronounce birds as boids. Oh, I saw that one. That was adorable. <laughs> <laughs> what? Look at all the boids. It says hundred percent of the over sixty. The boids. Yes. The boids. Oh, speaking of fun city, though, those amazing accents from that time. Oh, I love I love a classic New York accent. It's just it's adorable. <laughs> hey, so l- I, let me real quick. Let me do some births and deaths real fast. Born okay, in 66, Janet Jackson, J.J. Abrams, Mike Tyson, Adam Sandler, uh, died Buster Keaton, Lenny Bruce. Yep. That's exactly what I was going to mention, too. Uh, and uh, Luke Perry also was born uh, that year. Oh, yeah. Well. Luke Perry. Yeah, yeah. Mm. We just lost Luke Perry, too. Um, and I had uh, the sex symbols. I had that was my, my other thing was, uh, I don't know why they listed this, but uh, Robert Goulet, uh, Tom Jones. Of course, yes. and, Oh, so uh, hairy. <laughs> And so sad he died that year, but Paul McCartney was also a sex symbol. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we are the right. walrus. It reveals all. <laughs> so, guys, I, I think that was a great draft. Uh, I, I thank you for, for part one of our, our saga here. Uh, and 
appreciate everyone you guys coming on and uh we'll be back next episode with songs so we'll we'll see you soon we'll talk to you guys later Peace.